and welcome to She Thinks, a podcast where you're allowed to think for yourself. I'm your host, Beverly Hallberg, and it's an honor to have on Madison DeBose today. She is has bravely outspoken, been outspoken against the unfairness she has experienced as she's been forced to compete against men in female collegiate sports. She has said that women racers can't compete against trans athletes, but they don't have a choice. So that is why she's with us today to share her story. Madison DeBose is a country and track athlete at Southern Utah State University whose relay team during the 2020 season lost to a team that included a transgender athlete. Madison has been running since she was five years old. Madison, a pleasure to have you on She Thinks today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And before we get into the controversy and the reason why you've been speaking out, I would just like to learn a little bit more about your interest in this sport and what it's been like to train over the years. How much time have you dedicated to it? Yeah, so I started running um, back when I was uh, five years old, and we showed up at a road race. Uh, My mom used to run road races all the time, so I grew up watching her race, and I decided I wanted to run, and my parents put me in the race thinking I'd run 100 meters and stop, but ended up running uh, the whole mile race uh, and fell in love with uh, running then, and I ran throughout middle school, I ran throughout high school, and the training to get to this uh, level in uh, cross country and track has been grueling, but amazing. And all the decisions that you make uh, growing up and coming into college and uh, are all based around this sport that you uh, dedicate your entire life to. And about how many hours do you train in a week? How many miles do you run in a week? What, what does that look like? Yeah. So we do more by mileage than hours. Uh, practice ends up being around two hours, but on average, we're running anywhere from uh, eight to 10 miles on a normal day and then uh, 10 to 14 or 12 to 14 on long run days. So we're running anywhere from 55 to I hit 68 miles last week. So it is lots and lots of running on top of weightlifting, on top of watching nutrition, and the most important, recovery. How many calories can you eat in a day? I'm sure that's a question you get quite often. When you're running that much, you get to, you need to eat a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's actually been something that our team really like has been focusing on this past year was realizing, you know, how many calories. And we figured it out that like, On average, if you're running like seven miles a day, we all need it around 3,000, which we run more than that. So we're all eating anywhere from like 33 to like 4,000 calories a day, depending on how much you run that day. And what this just shows, there's a lot of time, obviously, that goes into this, a lot of effort, and what you hope is a lot of re- reward from it. And so I know, as I mentioned in the the introduction, you have started to compete against men, um, trans women. Is this something you would ever thought about when you've competed all growing up that you may actually have to compete against a man? No, definitely not. And I didn't even think about it until someone... Uh, my coach was the one that actually told us that we would be competing against a biological male. And even when someone tells you, like, you don't even realize, like, what's happening until you show up and experience it. And it's like, it's devastating hearing it. But competing against a biological male is a whole new level of defeat. 
And so tell us why you think this is so unfair. I think a lot of us agree with you just looking at the surface level, but you know a lot about the human body. You were just talking about what you put your body through, including the calories. What is the advantage that men have against women physically in a sport like racing? Yeah, so and this is where I tell people I'm in a sport cross country. I show up every morning with the guys team. We go to practice every single day together. I cheer them on. I love watching them. They're amazing but in no we could never do a workout together ever their one rep is my all-out you know uh my all-out racing and you just see like they can put in their bodies can withstand so many more miles than our girls team can they run their paces so much faster than we do they lift so much heavier than we do um and the muscle mass on them like there's just really a lot more differences than there are similarities between our guys and girls team. And so in 2020, this was the first time you did compete against a biological man. Tell me about that competition. Who won? What was it like? Yeah. um, Just walking into that building, nobody was talking about racing. Nobody was, you know, like excited to be there to watch, to race. It was all about the biological male that would be competing um, on the women's side. And you you toe the line and you try to say focus and you've been putting in months and years of hard work uh, for this. And, you know, I was a freshman that made our conference team. So I was ecstatic to have the opportunity to do that. And all of it was taken away or dimmed or just, you know, by a biological male competing against us. And I just remember, I remember watching the race and I remember you know hearing the coach yell slow down and I remember feeling defeat doesn't even put it into words of what you know us athletes were feeling uh in that moment and it just it makes you it you know it just it makes you question you know what the NCAA is doing and why they're doing this to uh, female athletes. And you would think that going into the NCAA, you would be protected by an organization that you give everything to. And so who's, was it the coach of the man who was competing, telling him to slow down? So it didn't look like he was going to win by too yeah. large of an amount. Yeah. So it was, so this was in the, uh, uh, distance medley relay and it was the, uh, male athletes coach that said, slow down. And, I believe that the baton was given to the male athlete in sixth place. They moved up to third and then the coach yelled, slow down. And then the male athlete ended up getting second. So what do you make of this coach doing this? It seems like there is a concerted effort, at least on this coach's part, to try to hide the fact that men's biology is going to allow them to be faster in this type of competition. Yeah, you know, I don't really have words for that. It's sad that I, a coach is taking away from so many athletes. And, you know, you you wonder, do, like, they have to realize what they're uh, doing to female sports whenever they're doing this. And it makes you wonder, like, if you're yelling at an athlete to slow down at a conference championship, like, do you not realize that maybe, you know, that they have an advantage? Do you not realize the damage that you are doing to women's sports by saying stuff like this and to the athletes all around you who are hearing you and watching you say this. And for those who haven't competed on your level, 
winning these types of races is more than just the the pride that goes along with it and the competition. We are also talking about the ability to use this either for cash prizes. And aren't there other benefits that come from winning these types of races? Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is it's like you go to high school and high school sports are amazing. I and every other athlete would not be where we are without high school sports. But college is just it's a whole new level of athletics. And it is so hard to rise to the top, even if you may have been at the top in high school. So the amount of work that you have to do to get to the top is insane. And I, you know, you're just kind of taking away that hard work uh, from female athletes. And it's not just like, you know, it's not all about it's not just about the winning. It's not just about, you know, what may come out of it. And, you know, some girls, they, in order to get a scholarship, you may need to be at the top of your team. So that in itself, just winning a race could, oh, show your coach, like, oh, I can give them more money for a scholarship or stuff like that. But it's also just the fact of like, it's amazing to be at the top and it takes so, 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 so much work. And you're just kind of taking that away from female athletes. What has the morale been like, not just for you, but for your whole team, knowing that at a certain point, it doesn't matter how much you train, that if men are allowed to compete against women, there is no way you can beat them? I think for our team, it's just kind of been, you know, we all are, I don't want to say, I don't want to speak for everybody, but a lot of us are on the same page with it. And, you know, we just, we keep running, we keep putting in the hard work, but we also do realize the consequences uh, in women's sports by allowing biological men to compete in women's sports. And that's that there won't be women's sports. There'll be men's sports and co-ed sports. And that's what will happen if we continue to go down this path. Well, I want to take a brief moment to ask you, our listeners, a question. Are you a conservative woman? Do you feel problematic just for existing in today's political landscape? Well, I have some information to share with you every Thursday morning on problematic women. Lauren Evans and Virginia Allen sort through the news to bring stories and interviews that are of particular interest to you. A problematic woman, that is a woman whose opinions are often excluded or even mocked by those on the so-called pro-women left. Lauren and Virginia break down the news you care about in an upbeat and sharp witted way. So search for Problematic Women wherever you get your podcasts. And again, we're talking to Madison DeBose, a country and track athlete at Southern Utah State University. And Madison wanted to just learn why you decided to speak out. So we know that other women have spoken out in different sports, such as women who have had to compete in swimming, NCAA swimming, especially if they competed against Leah Thomas, who has made a, a lot of news uh, competing against women. What made you decide to speak out? Um, I think for me, the biggest thing was I felt as if I was watching all of this go down and I was thinking, okay, like, who, who's fighting for me? Who's fighting for my teammates? Who's fighting for, you know, women across the country? And then I realized that, you know, I have a voice and I can use it. And I, I look at these little girls, these younger girls who have dreams just like all of us did. And I feel like, okay, they can't fight for themselves right now. So I need to fight for them. If if I want people to fight for me, then I need to fight for those girls that have dreams. And, you know, I pray that they can come up to collegiate sports and continue to have those dreams and continue to strive in athletics and not have to have it dimmed by biological men competing against them. 
What type of support have you received either from other athletes or parents or even young girls that you mentioned? You have a lot of people reaching out to you, thanking you for the op-ed that you recently wrote that's on foxnews.com and also just in general, you speaking out in social media. Yeah, no, I've had a ton of support and that's what I'd say if, if you're afraid to speak out and I, it, it is scary. Um, but the amount of support I have gotten has been amazing. My community back home has completely rallied around me and supported me, which has been the most rewarding thing. And I've had moms send me videos of their little girls running their first races or, you know, and even other sports, not just running. And that in itself, just every single message that I get is, you know, it just makes me realize like, okay, this is exactly why I'm doing this for for these little girls and for their future. And yeah, you get the hate comments along with it and whatnot. But I think we have to realize people are going to say things when they're sitting behind a screen, they're probably not going to say it to your face. And even if they did, you know, I think we just have to continue to do the right thing and realize that 90% of it, if not 95% of it is positivity and support. And what do you say to the negative comments when they claim that you are discriminating against a group of people? Do you view yourself as discriminating? And if not, what do you say in response? I don't respond. I I just let them say what they want to say. I feel very confident in, you know, what I'm speaking out about. I'm very knowledgeable on it. I go to school to learn about the human body. I have sat through conferences of doctors who have dedicated their lives to this. I am also an athlete myself. I'm around uh, the guys cross country team all the time. So I just let people, you know, say what they're going to say. I don't, I don't want to be mean towards other people. I don't want to name call. I don't believe that's the way that you make a difference in this world. So I just let them say what they're going to say. And I continue to use my voice for what I believe in. And, um, Yeah. And one of the things I think it's interesting about all of this is there's been such a strong stance against using steroids and different type of supplements and drugs to enhance the body. How does that fit into this discussion? Um, I think those are just, I think those are very different. Um, It's a very different conversation, you know, and not like, not one I've talked a lot about, not one that I like know a ton about but you know I do know that there is a difference between a biological male and a biological female and uh you cannot you cannot change a lot of those differences yeah yeah basically you want to level the playing field for everyone and making sure that people can have a fair race just final question for you wondering what you've heard from the NCAA if they have said anything in response to you speaking out and do you expect that there may be any concrete rules that the NCAA lays out it seems that they're 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 really struggling to figure out where the fine line is in the the issue between women and biological men competing against them Yeah, no, I haven't. uh, They've said nothing towards me. I haven't heard anything about the NCAA, but I would hope that they could, you know, you would hope at this point that it wouldn't even be happening, but it is. And, you know, I hope that they can look at what they're doing, listen to the athletes, many athletes that are speaking out about this, listen to the doctors that are, you know, on these, uh, like I got to listen to a doctor that's on, uh, the rugby association or, you know, whatever that's called. And 
they just need to listen to people that, you know, know what they're talking about, have the science, have the facts. That's, that's really what it is. It's not, it's not feelings. It's not emotions. Like women's hard work shouldn't come down to somebody's feelings. It should come down to science. And by basing it off of feelings, you're taking away all of that hard work. Well, we hope the NCAA does do the right thing. Eventually, they haven't to this point. But with you and others speaking out, we're hoping that um, encourages them to do the right thing. But we so appreciate you speaking out, Madison DeBose. And thank you so much for coming on She Thinks today. Thank you so much for having me. And before you go, Independent Women's Forum does want you to know that we rely on the generosity of supporters like you. And investment in IWF fuels our efforts to enhance freedom, opportunity, and well-being for all Americans. So please consider making a small donation to IWF by visiting iwf.org backslash donate. That is iwf.org backslash donate. Last, if you enjoy this episode of She Thinks, do leave us a rating or a review. It does help. And we'd love it if you shared this episode and let your friends know where they can find more She Thinks. From all of us here at Independent Women's Forum. Thanks for watching. 